You're listening to She Likes to Go Slow, a podcast where we encourage people to slow down and listen and get to know your neighbors and friends. And we've got some special guests in today. Through a Zoom chat, we are bringing you some people that are involved with a brand new film just about to be made called The Forgotten Boise 7. It's quite a tale. So we'll be speaking with Anne Cabano, Andrea Scott, and Michelle Vincent. Hello. Thanks for having us. Hi. What I would love to do is have each of you separately introduce yourselves, say what you do, and what your involvement with the film is going to be. All right, I'll go first. <laughs> My name is Ann Cabano, and uh, I'm a filmmaker. I uh, specialize in uh, social justice filmmaking, and I'm the director and producer for The Forgotten Voices 7. My name is Michelle Vincent, and I am the assistant producer over research and development for the Forgotten Boise Sedling. Hi, my name's Andrea Scott, and I'm a Boise, Idaho native, and I'm also a writer and photographer. Um, I heard this story 19 years ago and lived through it, and although the women became forgotten, I could never forget and so this has been a passion project for me. And how did you all kind of meet to get this going in so many different areas? And uh, we're fantastic people to interview. Aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was scrolling through Facebook one day, and there was a little fundraiser, um, like a GoFundMe for a project, and it was this project. And so I decided that I want to support it. So I donated to the project and I just made a comment on there, you know, something to the lines of this really makes me very happy and um, let me know if I can support you in any way. And I always make it a habit of when I'm supporting a project or any kind of project, whether it's a film or a book creation or anything that I support, I always like to pitch in money and things that speak to my heart. Um, I make it a habit of trying to connect with the, whoever's in charge or whoever's name I can find in that project on Facebook. And so that's what we did. We became Facebook friends. And um, the next thing you know, I got a message and I was like, the message said, Hey, um, I may need to talk to you. And so I was like, yay, I don't know. Maybe they need support of some kind. I'm happy to talk. And it's all history from there. Mm-hmm. And where are you located, Michelle? I'm in, I'm in Mesa, Arizona. Okay. And so for people who aren't familiar at all with this subject, um, someone break down what the basic thing is about. Because I know people in Boise even that have no idea what this is. So. It was approximately 1977, and there were seven female police employees, and there was an illegal wiretap done on a phone that was supposed to be a private phone, and that launched an investigation into these women's lives, and they were accused of crimes against nature and lesbianism, and they were fired. It doesn't seem like it's that long ago, does it? No, and I don't know that the attitudes in our valley have changed much, to be quite honest. Agreed, yeah. Um, The people that you've kind of talked to so far about being involved in this film, 
um, were they eager? Are they eager to finally be able to share their experiences? Or are they kind of nervous? What's the vibe on that? Um, they're still very, very angry. And yet they are so hopeful and so overjoyed that we're finally bringing this story to light. Um, I think there's some healing kind of going on with it. Um, they're having to relive this experience. And so that's extremely painful for them, but they finally have a chance to be heard. And I know that they're very, very pleased and touched by that. It's great that you're giving them a safe place to do that and recount their stories and get some healing through this. Why do you, uh, why do you all think this is important to Boise and even beyond that? Oh, I was just gonna, going to say, um, I think the reason it's extremely important for Boise is we have a huge past, um, and it seems that the homosexual community, gay community, um, always kind of gets battered. And it started back in 1955 with the Boys of Boise scandal, and it ruined many, many, many people's lives. And then that kind of faded away. And then we had the Boise Seven. And currently today, we have add the words and we can't even seem to get inclusive language passed through Idaho legislature. Right. And I'm glad you brought up the Boise Boise. And it's a good time to remind everyone to watch the Fall of 55, Seth Randall's film, to get some history on that. Because not just Boise, but everywhere, such little gay history is covered at all. So it's really great to see this project come about. Such huge history. It's such huge history to have it be completely like brushed under a rug. How much of this uh, project is passion? I was talking to you earlier, Anne, and you were telling me a lot of what's going behind this and what all you're putting into it. Oh, I, this, is, this is fed on pure passion. Um, and actually, you know, we're in the middle of doing a fundraiser, and it's, it's so heartwarming to see donations coming in at like $5 and $10 and $15. And you know that, you know, we're going through such a, a, a hard time right now in our world, but this is giving people hope. And uh, for me, I know I can speak for myself. I can speak for Andrea too, maybe, but we're, and, and for Shell too, Michelle. And we like, this is, it's an extremely passionate project for me. It's, it feels very, very personal. Um, you know, I'm part of that community and it's important to me to talk about the history of our community and um, historically, as far as gay rights, um, specifically a story that is around women and, and lesbians because in our history, anytime you see gay history, it's very focused on men. You don't have a lot of stories like this. And um, also women's rights, you know, t this is to me, human rights, women's rights, gay rights, like there's so many levels to why these women deserve to have their voice heard and why these women deserve to not be forgotten. And like this great big, huge event happens and, and what lives are ruined and they, you know, we all just go to bed and move on. No, because we're still fighting the fight. That's why it's important. Mm -hmm. 
You know, we're still not just in Boise, not just in Idaho. I mean, we live in Arizona, Shell and I, and, and Arizona is a very conservative state. And, uh, you know, we're still fighting countrywide, United States. Like we're, we're still fighting the fight. It, it may be different. It may have a different iteration to how perhaps it was then. There might be more protections put in place, but we don't have the protection that we should have and uh, needs to be in place. And so, Michelle, what is your like total vision for this? What would you like to see this be? What are we, what are we coming down to, the big final film? This thing is, this film is already so giant it, it's become and Anne said several times it's become a movement it's not a film anymore it's to it's kind a, of have a have a life of its own it has it absolutely has and every single day some new life form steps in to the mix and and we just sit there literally with our mouths hanging open and <laughs> yes. and and love and joy and like a, like astonishment at the way things are lining up and at the people who are coming on board and and the love that's pouring in from everywhere this is huge this is going to this is this is going to be its own movement i think i agree i think it's a pretty big deal and i've lived in boise for a long time and i had heard about the boys of boise a long time ago, I used to work at the library and we had the book and somebody would always steal the book. We're always having to buy the book again. And I don't know if, I don't know if it was people that were in the book that didn't want to be found out or people just thought it was scandalous or they just wanted to have the book. But it seemed like all my friends and I knew about that. But anytime I would mention, it was all even whispered to me years ago. So have you heard of the Boise 7? I'm like, no. And many of my friends don't have a clue about it. They might've heard of, of the other part of it, but it's so exciting to bring this to light. And I know all that went in the production of the fall of 55. So Anne, you were telling me earlier about like the ephemera and things you're gathering. Let people know what is involved in putting something of this stature together. I mean, we have, we have a ton of um, articles and letters and photographs, um, things that people have kept in a scrapbook, uh, physical items, uh, you know, the the actual uniform and badge from a couple of the women. And uh, we're combing through all those, cataloging those right now. Uh, we've come across some news footage and Treya's like trying to get a hold of some of these. Um, you know, there were there are a few news um, broadcasts and we're trying to get a hold of those. Uh, there's a lot, and I mean, there's a lot involved in a, in a documentary period, but there's a, there seems to be a lot involved in this that we have to comb through and and um, organize in a very short period of time because we do have this project did kind of like grow some legs and start running and we're <laughs> you know we're trying to catch up. Going <laughs> <running>. here. <laughs> Somebody lit it on fire. I know it's true. And um, we have tons of people that are interested in interviewing and that, you know, really, because I came into this after they, they kind of started the project. They had a, diff a different director to begin with. And um, that didn't, 
that didn't pan out, fortunately for me. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry if the other director, I'm really, really glad that they all decided to part ways for whatever reason, because I feel very passionate about this. Like I cannot see myself doing anything else besides this right now. But um, because of the work that was done, I mean, Andrea's done so much work contacting people and writing letters and, um, you know, getting people's attention to the project that I feel like um, I kind of cheated by dropping into something that really had a lot of back work done already. I was just going to ask that question, Andrea, you've done a lot of work and Anne's been telling me about that earlier today. What are some things that you've done from the beginning and what are you doing right now? What are you lining up? Um, well, we just received a grant from the Idaho Humanities Council and I think we're all very thrilled um, about that because not only do they believe in us, but it's kind of a scholarly seal of approval and we're fortunate we have Alan Berta, who's a historian that's coming on board. It's just like Anne and Michelle said, every day it's just a huge surprise and different people are just jumping on board. Um, so, you know, I'm always applying for grants. You know, I'm starting another one tomorrow, so it's just never ending. Um, one thing I would like to add before we get too far down the road is, um, the list of 11 women originally and two have passed away. So not only do we feel a personal sense of urgency to do this story, but I think there's a, the listeners may not to this story that people are starting to get older and passing away for different reasons. So this story needs to be told and it needs to be told now. That's a good point. There's definitely an urgency to this. And this is a good spot, too, to ask how can people help you with your film and help your budget goals? What are some ways to do that? You know, what would really support this project and benefit this is to get any eyeballs on our campaign possible because we really, truly are a grassroots indie film bootstrap like every single dollar is like a blessing I just as a matter of fact we have two women that are um from TikTok they just sent over a donation right now right before we came on this podcast that is a direct result of the work that they're doing to tell people passionately from their heart why they're involved you know we we have a small budget we feel so blessed because in less than 30 days we were able to we we're just about a thousand dollars give or take a hundred um short of 20k in less than 30 days and that includes the um the grant from the humanities department and uh, a lot of very generous donations and um, individuals who stepped up to be sponsors. And that's what we're looking for. We're looking for some more sponsors. We're looking for anything like your coffee money. If you're willing to share your coffee money, because film, it, it takes money to make film. And we've worked really hard to keep the budget really, really low. Um, and that, you know, sharing, the fundraiser, um, handing it over to people that, that 
that may feel like this is a passionate thing for them as, as it is for us, an, an important thing. Historians, individuals in the LGBTQ community, um, allies of the community, uh, women's groups, all of these are um, what I believe people that, that would feel that this is important because um, it's really just been a whole lot of work getting it in front of people and, and, and asking them if they're inspired by the project and, and want it because really this is about giving the, a platform for these women to speak their truth. This is about giving them an opportunity to share their voice and share their story because it's relatable in, in the trauma that you experience when something of that magnitude can happen and your life is destroyed, it may not even have to do with being accused of lesbianism and having your life ruined because of it. You know, it, it, it's relatable in the sense that things, you know, unfair, unjust, unfounded things happen and um, they create trauma within a lot of individuals. So, uh, Getting eyeballs on the campaign is huge. Sharing it, uh, connecting with us all across social media, those are all ways to help support the film. And words of encouragement. Like the, the women are paying attention to, to when individuals yeah. comment on the Facebook page and they, they're really starting to feel supported. And it is a beautiful thing to witness. It is so beautiful to hear their words reflected yeah yeah stepping forward and and thanking thanking with their hearts and they're thanking with their dollars and they're thanking with their love and and this is again it's it's amazing it's amazing all the love that's surrounding us right now so a, a side community is starting because of this movie and people are coming together that's really exciting to hear it, it's true. It is a movement. I mean, what, what Shell said earlier, it is a movement. It's become a movement of hope and possibility. You know, I've been really touched by, uh, I, I mentioned earlier about TikTok. We have kind of like this TikTok support system and listening little to- Little family, little TikTok family. Yeah, listening to um, a lot of the individuals it doesn't matter, gay, straight, male, female, trans, like so many people just reach out and write and they're like, this is so important. And it's important to them. It's important to us. And so uh, it's important to the women. Just grateful. I'm so grateful to be part of this project. I'm so grateful for all, every single human being that has, you know, in any way, given love, given money, given support, given connections, whatever. It's, it's only possible because everybody is willing to do that. And I'm grateful too to be involved, not only talking with you now, but hopefully doing some of the audio stuff when the film comes together. So I really appreciate that. And I appreciate what each of you has done to help these women to the last part of their lives, maybe, you know, getting out of this oppression they've been in for so long. That is just such a right thing to do. And I can't wait to see this film come together. I think it's going to be like a freight train. So um, thank you all for your help with that. 
already a freight train sister. <laughs> We're right. Woo, woo. <laughs> I want to know too, uh, before we wrap this up, where can people see this final production? What's, what's the end result here? We're actually so fortunate. I mean, this is kind of the same that we keep repeating, but it's true. Um, people are just stepping up. I talked to Carol Skinner at the Flix. And she said she'd be more than happy to air this film. She was very excited. Um, you know, people are already saying, when's it coming? When's it coming? I mean, people are very excited. We're also shooting for Boise Pride. Am I right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very, like, we, we are all of the mindsets, like, go big. Just go big or go home, right? And exactly. we, we're shooting to be complete and to be able to offer some yes. kind of uh, screening during the week of, or I'm not sure, I'm not from Boise, but if it's a week or a couple of days, but during Boise Pride, we would like to. Um, of next year, yeah. Yeah. Because I think the virtual Pride is this weekend, but then if all goes well, we can have our regular Pride again next year. That'd be great. Crossing fingers. Yeah. We'll if it doesn't happen, we'll find another way. Exactly. Oh, there's going to be so many ways to see this. I'm sure once it's out, people will want it everywhere. And uh, lastly, just let me know about the social media. Oh, by the way, we were talking about your video and the fundraising. Is I'll put a link once these are posted. But can you tell me a way they could maybe search for that video to learn more about the the fundraising? Absolutely. It's an it's actually an Indiegogo campaign, and you can search the Forgotten Boise Seven. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. Um, I'm on TikTok. We don't have a, a page dedicated to Boise 7, but there are, uh, all the information is there. And um, Shell has something set up on Periscope. Periscope, yeah. I do have, I want to start doing um, little snippets. So we're going to do Boise 7 radio. So That's radio. awesome. Yeah. yeah. And Twitter. We're on Twitter as well. We, we try to be all the places. We're horrible at, at um marketing this because we just are kind of making it up as we go along each step. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Understandably. You know, we are kind of a small crew and might I add, we are not only a small crew, we are entirely a female crew. The entire crew is female. That is fantastic. We're pretty proud of that. It happened organically and (laughs) we think it's amazing actually. It did. I was on the wrong phone. Sorry guys. So on Twitter, the handle is at the Boise 7, number 7. And then on Instagram, we are the Forgotten Boise 7. And on Facebook, we're the Forgotten Boise 7. Okay. And on Periscope, it's a a red 7 with Boise written underneath of it. And it's at the Forgotten Boise 7. Okay. I will look that up and I will post links to all of the social media and also to the Indiegogo fundraiser. So everyone look forward to the Forgotten Boise 7, which I'm sure will be showing not only in Boise, but at festivals around the world if all goes well. And I can't wait to hear more about it. Might not be the last time we talk about this. So thank you ladies all for joining. Thank you so much for the opportunity to chat about this. You've been listening to She Likes to Go Slow, our podcast that encourages people to slow down and listen. If you've got a story you'd like to tell or know someone who has an amazing story, we would love to share that with others. You can reach out to us through our website, shelikestogoslow.com.